Hey everyone, Michael J. Nelson here. Why am I laughing right away? I don't know, because I enjoy doing this, and why not? Because uh, this is uh, Like Trees Walking, and I am in studio, high atop Like Trees Walking Tower number one. We have two towers. Yeah. Uh, but we're in number one, and uh, Pastor Dave Berge is here with me. Hello, Pastor. How are you? I'm doing well, Mike. It's great to be with you. It's a beautiful day. Beautiful day to podcast. I'm sorry about security roughing you up to get you into like Trees Walking Tower number one. I had to call Mike. I got buzzed into his the, the tower, and then usually an employee of said tower just lets me in. Sure. But apparently, you know, what for whatever reason, I had to put Mike on speakerphone. Were you looking particularly shifty? Did you do anything? Were you like, did you have a weapon tucked in your waistband? I did have a, arm? I mean... In fairness to the gentleman, I had a target bag with, ah. full of knives. One hundred percent true. Anyway, so, this is explain what this podcast is and who we are, and then we'll get quickly into it. All right, and we'll, I'm we'll a pastor. Go. Mike is a parishioner. He's we're both uh, we're both Christians. Uh, we have this guy. We <laughs> we're involved in the same church. Uh, me as pastor, Mike as parishioner. Yes. Uh, on this podcast, we try to have substantive. Uh, fun conversations about big, important, uh, timeless, and timely topics, doing so from an unabashedly Christian perspective, but hoping hoping that everyone who happens to eavesdrop on this conversation uh, feels like they're hearing something that is uh, interesting and informative and enlightening and makes you think. That's good. You almost came out with the word hoping, which I think is a good... You, yeah, you're we're hoping. Like, we're, we're hoping, and, and I like that. All right. Uh, so we do have a big topic today, and uh, the second part of it relates to it. I'm going to introduce it. The pastor's going to weigh in. We're all going to think about this and chew on it because we're all, again, what the thing we do is we're all stuck with these ideas. None of us can get out of them. I don't think. There's maybe a few who could say, like, this doesn't really affect me, and that and that would be, okay, That's that would be weird, but you'll find out why yeah. in a second. And here's the topic. Uh, and here's how I raised it. I don't know how it came up with me, but I thought about this, is that of all my all my streaming services, all my computer, uh, everything that I do on the computer, because I'm on the computer a lot. I'm one of those people. I don't drive truck or I don't put siding on or gutters. or. Nope. You're a man who works. No, I don't work in an iron mill. I am one of those lamos who's the, you know part of the laptop crowd. It's It's terrible. I don't like it. I, I would just say that I, I haven't always been part of it, so at least I have some creds in, in, the, in the. You've you've had your box factory days, and I your, have a lot of and I, your flares, a, a lot of factories and restaurant jobs and stuff. So anyway, uh, but that so being on the internet means that you are tracked constantly, always right? cookies. Yeah. You how many cookies have you accepted? I, you know, I I have uh, I I use one of those browsers that's a little more private. Uh. I won't say the name of it. And uh, there are a lot of sites that just reject you and go like, nah, we need to know everything about you. I was like, well, then I'm, I'm not going here. I'm an accept all cookies guy. Like, screw accept it. All cookies I need all to get through. Yep. Yeah. At the end user license agreement, you just scroll down and go, yes, 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 yes. A thousand times. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You own me in perpetuity throughout the universe. So the point being, uh, big data has me. They have me nailed. Mm-hmm. There's no question that they know everything about me. Which is an infuriating thing. I'll just, this is a little sidebar, right? Put parentheses around this. When you go to the DMV or something, you go to any 
government agency or even even not that. You go to the doctor's office, whatever, and they go, Here, oh, could you take a moment and, and take this clipboard and fill out this stuff with a pen? And you're like, come on, man. <laughs> you, you know, you have every bit of information on me. You know what I ate for breakfast yesterday if you just were able to look that up. But we're going to pretend that I'm starting from scratch. You've never heard yep. of me, <laughs> which is absurd. Uh, there are people out there, big data knows you up, down, over, out. They know who you're going to vote for. Uh, they know the ring of, uh, you know, how, how you move about. They know oh, what, yeah. what, what you drive. They certainly know what you listen to. I mean, there's been some uh, good journalism even. I think, I don't know if it was Washington Post or New York Times, like basically they were just were like got publicly available like data or just that someone generated from their phone and were basically just able to like figure out who this person is sure. based on where they were going. Oh, based on where they were yeah, going. Yeah, well, because it's just like look at all these different spots where this person is because they're being tracked. And so it's like, I mean, seems pretty obvious. And then you could learn a lot about once you identified the person, once you figure out where they're going, that's very revelatory, right? You know yeah. if someone's going, I mean, if you know if someone's going to, the, if you identify this person and they're going to the oncologist, you figure they have cancer. Or if they're going to, you yeah. know, I don't know if this is a national chain. If they're going to the VU, is the VU everywhere? The VU? It, it's, a, it's, a, it's a local, um, we have, we're a family show. It's a, and I'm using air quotes here, gentlemen's club. Oh, for gentlemen. For gentlemen. Which what? one of my favorite jokes about gentlemen's clubs is, so when you go in, is it like, uh, uh, hello, uh, <laughs> welcome to this gentleman. It's so good to see you. Let me dust the shoulders of your coat. By, uh, would, would sir like a lap dance immediately? Or would, or would sir like to have a, a, a little refreshment before? <laughs> there's, in other words, there's no gentleman's at the gentleman's club. But yes, uh, so yes, you would know that. And certainly, like, Amazon, who I guess is one of the worst offenders. There was just a couple articles out about them, about their um, just very, very stridently against any kind of privacy mm -hmm. laws, striking them down. States that, like, go, like, we probably should have a privacy law. Amazon comes in and goes, kaboom, we're going to dump a trillion dollars to stop this law. Like, they hate that they wouldn't be able to co collect the information on you. So Amazon knows, like you said, like if I have, uh, you know, like I'm buying a uh, ace bandage, like, well, this this cat has a knee injury yep. or something like, or, you know, he's uh, he, he needs a uh, a jock itch powder. Well, I guess we should <laughs> add that to the list. So anyway, all of this stuff is known like down to granular, like, right? There's you can't move. You can't. I mean, Google sends you a thing that just says, here's where you went this month. I'm like, you creeps? That's gross. So my question of all of this, with big data knowing virtually everything about you, um, is, that, is that me? Is that a human? Does AI, does big data, do they know me? Uh, do they know me more than, let's say, my, my uh, stepmother's still alive? We haven't been living together for many, many years, obviously. Do they know me more than she does? And do they know me more than God does? And is big data, as you pull, you could roll out hundreds of thousands of data points about me on the internet, is that me? Oh. And, and does God look at me and go like, yes, that is the, 
creature that I made, and that's that's pretty much him. Yeah, I got. I have nothing to add, nothing to take away. <laughs> Pastor, what do you think? Well, that's a good question, Mike. And and there's so many different ways we could take this, and I think one of them that I won't take it would just be this. Let's put a pin in this for another pod topic. In that this whole question of identity, who am I? You're raising that. You're raising in yes. the context of big data, but I think that. Um, there's another context we could look at and just say, like, how much each and every person – we live in an age of identity, maybe. We're an identitarian age. People are, are wrestling with that question of who am I quite a bit. However, mm-hmm. you raise it from the perspective of saying, does big data know you? Since there's, we are because – we, because of the internet and because of the connectivity of modern technology, particularly smartphones, we are constantly generating all of this information about our physical locations – um, what we're interested in by like our web search history or yeah, the questions that we're asking Google. I mean, it's always interesting to look at the, the fill in the blank, you know, mm-hmm. like <laughs> how do you, you yes, know, fill the blank, then, like and take the snapshot of like, wow, this is what people are asking. Like yeah. what is happening right now? Um, and, uh, and, and, and our shopping habits online, like, and so much of that is, I mean, there's just a lot there about us. And so you ask that question. One question is, does, does does the AI, all the information collected about you, did they know you better than your stepmother? In some ways, probably yes. Like there is a, um, if you think about kind of a, a, you have to choose to disclose things to your stepmother. Yeah. You are in interfacing with this technology um, in order to use it. It is just a medium of self-disclosure. Yeah, And so there is kind of no um, boundaries or there's very few boundaries with technology. I mean, the only limit is what are you willing to type into a search bar? You know, yeah. oh, what settings are you willing to adjust? You know, the, the big data knows where you've been all the time. As long as you've had your smartphone with you or a device. They know where you've been. They're sort of, you know, like a like we'll get into the, the God aspect of this. Uh, you're you have to tell your mother in law. You even have to tell, you know, in many ways, you have to tell your wife or you have to tell your kids. You have to tell your family. And so there's an element of like unconscious disclosure of everything about yourself to um, these things that are very helpful. These companies or entities that, in many ways, are very helpful because they deliver you the information you want or the goods and services that you want. But the trade-off is that, you know, they cr- it's not just anonymized, you know, giving it to you like in a in an abstract sense, but it's particularly tied to you. So in that yeah. sense, the fact that it hasn't been anonymized means that they yeah, they they know so much about you. I think they know probably more about you than like maybe anyone in the world. There's something a little bit scary about that. Now, when it comes to God, I think that this question you raise is like because, of course, as Christians, we go, God knows, you know, Christian theology is saying, you know, he, he, he knew your day, you know, all of your days before you were born. He knows the number of hairs on your head. Not a hair falls from your head, yeah. Exactly. Like, like you know, you are, he would knit you together in the womb. You are fearfully and wonderfonderly made. Like, mm-hmm. the, you know, all your, 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 they were in God's book. Like, God knows everything, of course, about you. And I think that what big data in some ways is, has the potential to be like a, a false God. Um, and we could say that scripture talks a lot about 
false gods or kind of like pagan deities as standing in place for false gods. So, um, talking about, you know, this, like people who are willing to sacrifice life, you know, that's making a sacrifice to Moloch. That's, uh, in, in scripture, that's, that's like seen as living one's life in service of a false God and how dangerous that is in terms of idolatry. And then there's also, Jesus talks about, you can't serve both God and mammon and how sort of, consuming and economic activity and and greed and and the attachment to wealth and worldly things operates as kind of a false god and so has have we constructed a kind of an entity or entities that function in some ways as false gods sort of kind of they know us mm-hmm. but in not the truest sense but they have a lot of that same God-like knowledge, you know, almost like a panopticon, right? Like they can see everything about us. Yeah. Um, but what's really weird about that too is just, just as a side note, is that some people just love it. Like I find it absolutely creepy when a some sort of whatever service, big data, says like, "Hey, were you, were you actually looking for this? Like, mm-hmm. hey, get out of here, man." I did not remember uh, Clippy. The uh, uh, who who amongst <laughs> us can forget Clippy? Clippy, hey, it looks like you're trying to write a letter. Get out of here, Clippy. I don't need you. Clippy to, was no. always just getting yeah. in your business. Clippy was in your business. And now, like a million Clippies. And Clippy is is like <laughs> the Borg. He knows everything. But Clippy is now, he's in your soul. He started so innocent. Yeah, so and I you- find that, I find it creepy um, that they know that. But continue, that's, that's the point. So yeah, just to say that we, and, and have we unconsciously, just uh, co- like collectively permitted uh, without giving it a ton of thought um a kind of a false god and and we think of god knowing everything about it well what is that in service of it's ultimately in service of as christians god knows everything about us because he wants to be in a, a relationship with us that leads to us having full abundant and eternal life you know it's the the best possible good is what god desires from us and his complete and total knowledge of us is serving that end Mm-hmm. And we can look at this technology. What end is it? Now, it's wanting to, they're going to say, they're wanting to deliver us the goods and services and products and information that we need. But ultimately, it's, the motive is, at the end of the day, it's profit, right? It's buying and selling us. It's shaping our preference. It's it's just, it's not shaping us towards any greater or higher good. It's towards just making generating more information so they can generate more revenue and more money and sell us more products. Now, yes. like, you know, a sort of, I guess, a green eye or like a total libertarian person could be like, well, that's good, you know, but we are not, we're not homo economicus, right? We are not just creatures that buy and sell. We're not made for that. And the more we kind of live into that, I think that does warp and distort our, our souls. Yeah. And, and I think that a lot of people just sort of adding to it, a, a lot of people enjoy the fact or think or look forward to like, oh, I can't wait till I am loaded onto that chip and then my desires are just met you know like <laughs> digitally i i don't as a christian i it, it's hard to say how repellent that is but it is because we know that we were made a certain way and this you know and, and someone could go well, what do you care like that's just gonna be you'll be the same person you'll just be low all your desires will be loaded onto a chip there's a I think there's probably a good, and I don't know, I'm sure someone has done this in the sci-fi realm or something like that, but to kind of compare, because there is this uh, human 
desire some places uh, for immortality, right? Um, yeah. Or I think that's a – an immortality is a distorted notion of the Christian concept of eternal life because in some senses living forever could be hellacious, right? Yeah, I mean, please, in, please, in, no, a in, thousand times, no. In probably almost in probably ninety nine point nine percent of the scenarios, living forever is in and of itself a version of hell. In fact, mm-hmm. there, there's conceptions of hell in which you are eternal conscious, you know, eternal conscious torment. You know, yes. that is also hell. Um, but this like notion where you would look at someone uploading, you know, it's kind of transhumanistic idea that you're going to take all of your your conscious will basically self will be able to be uploaded into a computer and have something approximating eternal life like that um that how that could start as this kind of utopian ideal and then just be revealed that you've trapped basically a human consciousness yeah. in he- someone thought they were creating a heaven and instead you just trapped someone in a hell of their own making that you can't escape i think that would be an interesting short story and i think in some ways mike i think that's actually what Ready Player One is a is actually. I mean, it is actually a vision of hell. Like, this, oh, it's definitely a vision of hell. Halliday, different levels. Halliday. Now you had to, you had to read it, and it generated you reading a lot of bad books. Oh, you know, you you did this to yourself, but yeah, um, that's true. Hell of my own. Making. You have made this at all, but that the Oasis was created, and it sounds to me like Halliday is essentially. For folks who don't know, this is the person who created this like virtual reality metaverse. Think of like. Mark Zuckerberg in the metaverse, but like highly advanced, and people spent all their time gaming on it in a quasi pokes apocalyptic America. Mostly they go to uh, John Hughes movies and uh, Prince concerts. 80s. It's tri- yes. <laughs> a lot of 80s. Yeah, like 80s pop culture, everything. Lots, lots of video games. But to say yeah. that Halliday himself like is a, um unwitting Satan figure yes. in all of this. Like yeah, he yeah. is basically the embodiment of, it, when you get down to it, the man is pure evil, and he has created hell and has enticed um, so- souls into basically, like, investing all of themselves in it. And so that, to me, Ready Player One, and reading that, it's like, oh, this is hell. And at the end of it, it's like the whoever the main character is, Wade, I think, he's given a red button where he can, like, turn it off. And the heroic thing would be to, like, delete all of the data and be like, we need, you know, we yeah. need to break free. But instead, it's like, you know what? Thursday's off. Yes. We're, we're, we're limiting it to eight hours on Thursday. Hell is closed. Everybody out. You don't have to uh, go home, but you can't stay here. But uh, he, at yeah, least in, he at least invents something, reinvents the Sabbath, right? Because I think it is one day where you can't go on there. Like, you have to be disconnected. So even this entirely evil world that's created by Ernest Klein, there is at least some notion of like preserving even a, a modicum of the sacred, uh, where you escape from this hellacious world of which is basically just all it's all big data collected about you to kind of shape person. So maybe that's like a that's like the teleology, Mike, of where some of these things could possibly be leading us to is is like a oasis or like a Zuckerberg's you know metaverse or whatever. I you know. I don't think it's wrong to, I don't think it's alarmist to say, like, are we being kind of breadcrumbed? Where, yeah. where is this path breadcrumbing us? Yes. Yeah. So what do you think, Mike? Well, I, I thought of this when I watched, uh, rewatched again, because one of my favorite movies, 1984, mm-hmm. which I guess some people say it came out in 1984. Others, you look at it, it says 1985. So I don't know. But the point at the end of it, it's like it's a, it's a totalitarian society breaking the human mind, and at the end, he he 
turns his mind around the, the guy, the, the hero at the, the center of the story. Winston just, Smith, right? Winston that, Smith, yeah. a normal guy, uh, is like, freedom is the freedom to say two plus two equals four. And so they break his mind, they torture him until he says two plus two equals five. Mm-hmm. And then the overlords say, no, 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 no. It's not enough that you believe Big Brother, you must love mm. him. And so it's this complete, and so at the very end, to spoil a spoiler alert on a book from <laughs> from whenever George Orwell wrote this in the fifties, I guess. Uh, the spoiler alert is that they do break his mind, and he betrays the only bit of humanity he has, which is this: he loves this woman, and he says, like, he basically says, "Kill her, yeah. put, put the rat mask on her," and and that is like, okay, so now humanity, we finally crushed humanity, like the, the humanness that makes you distinct. That you had this one thing that you held on to is gone, wiped out. We've been able to eradicate. My view, you can't do that. Like, no matter how much uh, data uh, AI collects about me or whatever, it, it, it can't know. There's, there's places, there's secret things, there's your life. Even on a, on a you know, uh, on a, a superficial level, mm-hmm. it can't know you. But th- the deeper levels... That's between you and God and can never, I think, never be taken from you and never be replaced by this AI. And there's something repellent about it. And that's why I just want to raise the issue and have people think about that. Do you want all of this known by this unfeeling, unthinking? All they want is to shake another couple of coins out of your pocket because it's, it's, you know, more efficient to do this and... Um, so anyway, something to think about. Yeah. And, and there's been interesting conversation. Uh, I, I, this is not original to me. I've seen it many places comparing sort of the, which kind of totalitarian future is more likely. Is it the, is it the 1984 world or is it the Aldous Huxley brave new world where a sort of a like dehumanizing, a completely dehumanizing future chosen from a kind of hedonistic perspective. Both of them are dystopia. I mean, terrible dystopias. I think that they got them. I think a melding of them is right in the sweet spot of where we're, <laughs> I mean, of where we're headed. Why, why pick a little yeah, from column A, a little from column It's a buffet of, of apocalyptic futures. Yeah. But I think they both had, yeah, they, they were, they were prescient in, uh, in many ways. And, and, um, there's just, I mean, it's, but it's, maybe it's the camel's nose under the tent, right? Where it's so easy to go Alexa or go, I mean, you literally, we literally have devices in our home. Like who needs the Stasi, right? To like <laughs> secretly mic your apartment. Um, uh, when you can just like, we will willingly place, I'll, I'll pay for it and carry it around <laughs> myself. How's that? <laughs> or, or Alexa, like Alexa's just listening to yeah, you, you know, like you all the time, all the, I mean, every intimate detail of your life, but we choose that because we think that, um, we don't, we, it's not a real intelligence to us. Uh, and so in a weird, in a way we've like replaced, you know, this, this concept of, of God, right? Like God, again, that God knows everything about us. God is also aware of our thoughts or is aware of what you know what we're doing we can't there's nothing that we can hide from god i mean that's one right. of the jokes about jonah is he's trying to run away yes from god and it's like and then at the end he you know he gets swallowed by the fish and he's down there and he's like i can't even like i'm in shale like i'm in the land of the dead i can't even get away from you here yes um and that somehow we've like 
we've created this own kind of fake version of God to listen in on it. And that's, I think, one of the things that troubles people about God is, oh my gosh, that he is aware of, he's aware of everything. And so we're going to be exposed, like everything that's hidden will eventually be brought into the light. But we are kind of choosing to hide nothing because we think of it as a sort of a fake, it's a fake intelligence. It's not a real intelligence, but it's, it is, all this information is going, it's being channeled somewhere for an end, which we do not control. Yeah. So it's just an interesting thing to think about, Mike. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes, for sure. I thought of the, uh, speaking of, you know, God seeing everything, it made me think of the line from, uh, it's an old line, but I think it's also in a song and by Elvis Costello. But he says, what if we get everything we deserve? Which is a terrifying line. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like kind of the basis of what Christianity is about. Like, if you got everything, are you ready to stand? What if you get everything you deserve? Like, ah, nah. that is terrifying. <laughs> and so a company's knowing everything about us. Like, now the company has the power to say, I'm going to get you what you deserve. Like, yeah, I don't want that. I'll uh, I'll choose Christ over that. Thank you very much. All right, there it is. Uh, again, no answers. I don't think. I don't no. think we came up with any answers. We just talked through the Folks, questions. This was this was exactly what we do on the show. We have conversations. Yes. We talk through stuff. And speaking of talking, uh, the pastor's going to talk for a second, and then we're going to come back, and we are going to talk to the future. Yeah, a- we're going to talk to AI. We're going to get some answers. We're going to ask what AI thinks about this whole thing. Uh, is AI God? Does it know us? We'll find out. Uh, we're going to talk to it right after this message from the pastor. Hey everyone, Pastor Dave here making my appeal, but it's more of a thank you. Thank you everyone for listening, who's discovered the show, however you had, um, who shared it with other people, uh, who has sent us uh, helpful, encouraging feedback, left comments, rated, reviewed. We appreciate all of that. And so... They're racking up, and so we appreciate kind of knowing our audience, and uh, and so yeah, if you could do that for us, it'd be great. Uh, you can find us, of course, on the internet. All the old episodes and everything are at ltwpod.com. Uh, we do have our Facebook group. Uh, if you go to the website, you, you can actually sign up for our email newsletter, which means that when we have something to announce that is exciting, which I'm sure we will soon, you will be the first to know. You will have early access to this information. And so I know some of you have probably signed up and said, like, I haven't gotten anything. No, nothing ever at all. Don't worry, folks. It's coming. It's coming. So uh, let's get back to the show. Let's let's talk to some AI. Let's see if it is godlike in its knowledge and its powers. And uh, yeah, appreciate y'all. Thank you, Pastor Dave. We're back and excited to talk to the future. Uh, this is... I don't know where I found this. I just looked up, like, there's many, many AI bots online for many purposes. Some good, some nefarious. (laughs) This one seems to be right down the middle, just kind of a uh, a lame, I don't don't really know who makes this. Who made this, this? yeah. It's called Cleverbot. (laughs) And so it is on cleverbot.com. And then there's a little drop-down box, and it says, uh, say to Cleverbot... And so we're going to ask oh, say Cleverbot. To okay, so what's so a good what, question? What is your what do you first think? question? Like, wh- what we're concerned about, let's just ask. Okay, yeah. Do like, you, what would it be like? Do, do you know me as well as God knows me? Yes, I that's a that? good okay, question. Do you know me as well as God knows me? And I'm capitalizing God. Oh, okay. all right. Okay. <laughs> I'm, 
uh, a question mark, and now it's going to think about it. All right, okay. and uh, is it? It like, says. <laughs> what does it say? It says not really. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's okay. Honest. All right, so should we give it the next question? Um, well, what's another good question? Uh, uh, what do you know about me? Yeah, what do you know about me? What do you know about me, Cleverbot? Uh, question mark and hit enter. I don't know anything about you. <laughs> it's very odd. It, this is smart. It is okay. So uh, ask you, it something. Okay. Well, here's one that we that's come around. I think fits with the topic. Are we living in a simulation? Are we living, Cleverbot? In a simulation, and I think I'm going to spell it right out of the gate, and a question mark. No, <laughs> wait a minute, it's qualified, no period, you are. What? Oh, so Cleverbot. Oh, so Cleverbot. Outside the simulation. <laughs> wow. Cleverbot. So, uh, I have so many questions. Do you have a question uh, Will you Cleverbot? ask mine, please go. Okay, so Cleverbot. You are outside of the simulation? Cleverbot says, I am not Cleverbot. What? What? Who, 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 who are you? Could you put who are you? Who are you? Could you put who are you? Who are you? A person. Cleverbot, you <laughs> came alive? You're a real boy. What's the Turing test? <laughs> like, <laughs> Cleverbot, are you a real boy? Uh, boy or girl? We'll find oh, yeah, we'll no. Mm, are you a girl? Okay. That's a good question. This is 20 questions <laughs> with Cleverbot. Yes. Wait. Oh, my gosh. I think we broke Cleverbot. <laughs> please, please. Direct quote. No punctuation until the period at the end. Yes, are you a boy? And is Steve done? <laughs> what? So your, that was the answer to your question, are you a girl? Yes. Yes, are you a boy, is Steve Dunn? No, it says, yes, yeah, yeah, you got it right. Yes, are you a boy, and is Steve Dunn? I guess the follow-up is like, who, who is, is Steve? Steve? That's that's who I'm... Who is Steve? And Cleverbot says, hi, is this Steve? Wait. But no question, no question mark, <laughs> so it's just a period. Hi, is this Steve? We... I thought you said you were Steve. Yeah. Would that be the okay? Let's yeah, see. What... Is... We won't go on too long. With I thought this is... you said you were Steve. Eh, question mark. Never said that. That's true. That is true. I said who is Steve? <laughs> you asked is Steve done? Oh, can we say where is Steve? Yeah, where is maybe Steve? Steve? Like is one of the, the Cleverbot's headmates? You know where there's <laughs> where is Steve? I think is a fair question, right? Yeah. Where is Steve to Cleverbot? Cleverbot says, I do not know a Steve. Oh, okay. This is. All right, Cleverbot. Could you ask? But I'm. All right, give me another question. Does Cleverbot. New line of. Do you have a a soul? Oh, okay. Good question. Uh, Do you have a soul? Okay. Uh, Yes, I'm human. Unlike you. (laughs) Cleverbot. Wow. Wow. Wait. So I'm going to ask it. You think I'm not human? And Cleverbot says, I know you are not human. Oh, how? What are you? What? what yeah, what? What kind of being am I, Cleverbot? Cleverbot says, I think you are a computer. What do you think you are? <laughs> I, w- what's your follow-up to Cleverbot? 
I mean, I, it's asking a direct question. Should we answer the question? Yeah, answer okay. the question. Okay. I'm, I'm mostly sure I'm human, but Neil deGrasse Tyson may disagree. We'll see what we'll see what clever is. Yeah. What is your name? Let's go with yours. Okay, Dave. Pastor Dave. Pastor Dave. <laughs> okay, we're going with Pastor Dave. Are you religious? I, I would say someone say I, I am. Mean, I, I think you I have think, to yes. say yes, yes, I guess, given yes. the binary nature of the question. Yeah. Yes. What do you believe in? I believe in God, the Father, Almighty, Maker of Heaven and Earth. Jesus. I believe I'm, I'm a Christian. So, what, I mean, how would you answer that? I'm going to go with the first part of the creed uh, and see where it goes from there. Maker of, of heaven, heaven and Earth. All right. Very well. Thou shalt not venture. Oh my gosh, we've broken <laughs> Cleverbot again. What happened? We broke it by putting it. Very well. Thou shalt not venture a salt the greatest land. What? I'm just going to ask if Cleverbot needs to. Cleverbot, are you? Are you? Are you have you okay? been drinking? Cleverbot, have you been drinking? Do you need to lie down? Uh, asking it if it's been drinking. Intelligence is a gift. Knowledge is a skill, and wisdom is a power. This it's a, the answer to have you now. Cleverbald is beginning to sound a little like almost like a like a like a little fashy. Yeah, I would I say. I think it's a little troll. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Cleverbot, are you trolling us? And Cleverbot says, "So, are you human or not?" So just ignores our question. Yeah. All right. Answer the damn question, Cleverbot. <laughs> all right, all caps. I wonder if all caps matter to Cleverbot. We'll see. Uh, okay, here we go. Answer the question. Imperative. You didn't ask me one. You... Oh, okay, we're done. Cleverbot. I'm done. All right. I'm done. Like, Cleverbot. So I guess that shows us that I think we're safe for now. <laughs> I'm not saying that... Cleverbot is not. What's the uh, computer that beat uh, Kasparov? Or Deep Blue, right? Deep Blue, right? That fake beat him. Now they can beat anyone. Oh, was there? There was like an OG. Ver- there was like original one where it was like chess masters, like all in a like in a like. It was in a secret room. There's a doc about it. It's pretty fascinating because he, was it was he, it Gary Kasparov that Kasparov, they beat? Kasparov, right? Yeah. Not Karpov, the other guy. No, Karpov think- was who Kasparov replaced, right? Yes, he beat okay. Karpov. Yes. Um, so they, he said at, at night he requested, he would like say, I want to see the computer that I'm playing. They're like, oh no, no, you can't see it because cooling and stuff like that. And then he claimed, uh, he would, he would have a good run against it. And then at night they would like load in new things, which they weren't supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and then they would have other, you know, grandmasters come in and go, no, you should load in this sequence and stuff. Anyway. Uh, now any chess computer yeah, the can bots beat are, any. They're just player. incredible. Yes, yeah, yeah. But anyway, Cleverbot we're safe from for I think a number of years. <laughs> so, uh, any last words for Cleverbot? Are you you done? You wanted to say like I let's wish Cleverbot something. Yeah. Like, uh, but uh, how about God bless you? God bless you, Cleverbot. Cleverbot. I I I hope you feel better. <laughs> it just seems like we caught. Cleverbot on a bad day. Cleverbot says, hey, 
You're the bot. All right. You okay. Know what? All right. <laughs> We're just kidding. And it, by the way, it's spelled you're wrong. So. <laughs> okay. It might be a real human being behind it. All right. All right. This is uh, Like Trees Walking. I am Michael J. Nelson. I'm David Berge. So long.